It's 4 o'clock on a Monday, and you know what that means, don't you? It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live! This week's starring special guest star, Mr. Bob Mayer! That's a lot of applause, man. Welcome to the big show. <laughs> Again! <laughs> for those of you who are just tuning in, we had a little audio difficulty, so we're restarting. Everything is good. Let's get the chat room open so I can say a quick hello. We've got Gloria Covington, Paul Craig, Carl Wurzbach, Peter Rahill, Marion Laird, Bev Niven, Carrie Pavish Anderson. Hey, Carrie. Kyle Sutton, Howling Wolf, uh, Lynn Lewis, or Lou Lewis, Donna Jigil. Sorry, uh, they're flying back. Got the, too quick. Yeah, these guys are flying by quick. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Yeah, hi. <laughs> anyway, um, Bob owns a music library. Uh, I'm not going to mention the name because a thousand to two thousand people will see this show in the next week that are not taxi members and they're not always so polite. But Bob is from uh, a great music library that we work with on a very regular basis. We've known him, gosh, you and I have known each other for 10 or 12 years a at this time. time. A long time. A long time. We both were 10 pounds lighter and had no gray hair. Oh my God. I had hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anyway, great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Bob comes to the Road Rally every year and graces us with his knowledge and excellent taste in music uh, on panels and interviews and uh, one-to-one mentoring. He's just a, a close friend, and we're really thrilled to have him here. And so, met some great writers. Yes, he has. Oh, you know what? You always say to me, I never have a chance to tell you how many um, placements I'm getting for taxi members. Now's your chance. You know, I thought about actually doing some research before I came to give a, a number, but I got to say, I think we were talking about this maybe last month. This year has been unbelievable. I mean, I've right. never seen the marketplace want so much music. and my, there are so many shows that need it. It is unbelievable. We just did business with a new Facebook show a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it, the avenues for music placements are, are are just blowing up. It's crazy. And like 99% of those are taxi members, right? <laughs> a, they're all taxi members. We don't do business with anybody that isn't a taxi member, so sign up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That was completely unrealistic. <laughs> No, actually, we do quite a bit of business with uh, the taxi members. I'd, I'd start rattling off names, but that would probably be uh, uncouth. But um, <laughs> you know who they all are, and uh, they know who they are, most importantly, because yep. they get checks from us. So um, Yes, they do. So that's a good thing. But, yeah, we've been doing fantastic business with the taxi riders. And uh, it's, I mean, uh, this last year, the, some of the stuff that you guys have sent our way has been, I mean, sometimes, you know, I'm I'm just blown. I'm like, where do you find these people? You know, because I, I, you know, my searches are not easy. Right. We, you know, sometimes we're shocked. We get an oddball search in, like, do you have music that would go with Dumbo's ears flapping? I mean, just like really I haven't done that one, but <laughs> <laughs> and we find stuff and go, wow. Yeah. But our members are talented. They are many. They are all over the world. They have different perspectives on music, and they create it's true different stuff. It's true. It's true. There's some talented people out there. There's some talented people out there. Um, I have run across some things though where um, I'm going to encourage all you guys. Know your craft. Know your craft. Be able to know what key your song's in, what BPM your song is. Uh, try and know your genres. Um, 
there's some some guys out there that are writing great music, but they couldn't tell you what key they're in. Wow. How is that even possible? But because you got synthesizers and samplers, and oh. you know, you go like this, and you don't. So they may have started and see, and then transposed it at some point. Forgot where they transposed it to. You know, I I don't have the answers for why, um, but it's uh, it's an interesting phenomenon out there. And uh, um, again, you know, I don't judge things by anything other than how the music is, right. because that's really what the bottom line is. And will it benefit the writers and and us, of course, and most importantly, the clients. So I'm gonna ask you a couple questions now, then we're gonna go and plow through this music. Everybody, of course, wants us to get through as much music as we can so sure. that they can get their stuff heard. Mm -hmm. And then we'll take the last 30 minutes of the show and do some Q&A from the audience. Sure. Something that keeps popping up here, uh, I mentioned it, uh, I think it was the last show or two shows ago, but it, it's starting to happen after almost every taxi TV. I get YouTube notices that the music we've used is copyrighted. Okay. 98% of the copyrights that I'm seeing are from TuneCore and CD Baby. Mm-hmm, yes. And so I've gotten a couple of calls from library owners going, why are you sending me music that's already signed? And when I query taxi members about it, now I want to say right up front <clears throat> that TuneCore and CD Baby are not doing anything underhanded. They're both fine companies. But the people who are signing up with them to distribute their music, I guess, um, online, uh, are checking the box that says, would you like us to monetize your music online? Or, or publish it. Pu well, of course it's publishing, but yeah. you know, they, the word yeah. that sticks out is monetize. Would That's you right. like us to make you money by collecting sure. money from YouTube placements or whatever? And I don't think people are really remembering that they check that box and then they're probably submitting music to us that we send to you and other libraries that we work with not realizing that they're already published. That is true. So are you as a library owner seeing this? Oh yeah. Okay. So Absolutely. It's not just me. No, and and it has been things that have come through taxi. I mean, but it's you not know, just us, but I mean no, because not not no. only our members are signing that agreement, but uh, that is correct. A lot of people are signing that agreement, and unfortunately, I'm finding myself having to educate some of these people. You know, I would never call you and go, Michael, what are you doing? You know. Um, because you wouldn't know, and it's not your job to know. And, and well, it is, I take it seriously enough that I want to educate people so that they don't make this mistake and, and hurt themselves if they want to go for a publishing deal with somebody like you down the road. It negates that, yes, right. it negates that. But, um, you know, there's there's no, no law or rule that they can't sign up for these things. No. Um, I don't really, I haven't heard the story of people making money in that situation, but... That's not to say it couldn't happen. And I've been aware of some situations where it has. Okay. Um, but mostly it's kind of passive uh, where if the music, well, I know from the show that if the music is used online that they're getting paid for that. Um, but I, what I haven't heard, and uh, other than one recent story anecdotally about somebody ending up in a TV show or a movie because they had signed that agreement and somebody stumbled on them and, and reached out to the publisher, which was either TuneCore or CD sure. Baby. Sure. But for the most part, I think it's online, you know, like micropayment kind of stuff. Typically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Typically. You know, an ad rev or, or one of those companies that's, that's monetizing YouTube. We'll do that. And we've got them monetizing our catalog. So, um, 
So in your case, if something shows up on taxi TV and I get that notice, I'm calling you personally. <laughs> well, you know, the, those notices, all they are truthfully is uh, letting the person who used that music know that it's being infringed. Right. But if... In a nice way. They're nice about it now. They didn't used to be. Well, well it comes across curt, but what you need to know is, is if you ignore it, then they put up an ad. That's where the the monetization happens. I think they're doing it differently now uh, because we get the thing saying this is already being monetized and the money is being taken care of through ad rev. Oh, so, well, that could very well be. Yeah, so they're not saying take it out or you know replace it or mute it or we're going to monetize it. They're saying sometimes before we finish the show, I will have gotten an email. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, saying uh, you had XYZ song on your broadcast and uh, that was signed to a publisher and we've monetized it and the money is going to them. And if you have an issue with that, let us know. Right. Well, um, this opens up a whole can of worms. I mean, we could do a whole show on knowing the backdrop of the legality of publishing rights ownerships, et cetera, because I get stuff sent in to me you would not believe. You know, oh, well, yeah, that record company, yeah, well, they're okay if you... And I'm like, no, you. I mean, that's... You, you got a record company that's got you know ownership of your masters. You can't be sending that over to Taxi and then sending that over to me. I mean, but, what are you but doing? But they haven't done anything with it in twenty years. Well, that still doesn't give you the right. No, you have to get out of the deal or or any number of things or you know um, oh yeah no we didn't you know you guys if you're co-writing with people make sure you have conversations with each other. I mean I can't tell you how many times uh, writer B doesn't know what writer A is doing and vice versa and you've got writer B sending in a uh, a submission to uh, yeah. a, a listing, and oh, my writer A didn't know anything about it. Let me ask them if they're okay with this. I mean, you, all this stuff. And it wastes be... every. It wastes your submission fee. It wastes the screener's time, and it wastes your time because when you start your vetting process, it's a big wah 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 wah. Absolutely, there's nothing worse than me getting a great piece of music and it's encumbered. Yeah, and it's happened. I can't tell you how many times where you're just going, oh. Oh. So writer A and writer B, you know, there was a very famous, was it Danish or Swedish band, ABBA? <laughs> <laughs> that was them. That was them. And their stuff was all encumbered with this record company. <laughs> oh, my um, God. I bet you, do, the, do you guys know who ABBA <laughs> is? Oh, my God. We're I've old. Been, I've been saving that joke up for a couple of decades. Oh, my God. Um, all right. So let's listen to some music, and then we'll do some more questions sure. and answers later on. Sure. Um, so we're not going to, as is mostly the case here, we're not going to mention um, the names. We'll mention the song title, but not the name of the person who sent it in. Um, Bob is excellent at giving feedback. Uh, oh, and I, Bob is prone to say, well, I can't use that in my library. And let, let it be said that he's got a client list and he knows his client's needs very well. So he only will go to the trouble of signing music for his catalog that his clients may want. It does him no good to sign something, even if it's amazing, if he doesn't think he can make money for the writer. Yeah, it's, it's sad. There's nothing worse than having to turn amazing music away because you just don't have I don't have the client. So for today's show, um, you can give us feedback both ways, but give general feedback. Like, yeah, this somebody, this may not be right for me, sure. but it could land in somebody's catalog. Absolutely. It, it's, it's good and right enough to be syncable. 
uh, and if you want to get into specifics, like it wouldn't work for my clients. Absolutely. That's cool too. Absolutely. So the first thing we're going to listen to is called Breakdown Lane. Everybody came to your defense Like somehow I might become uncaged You know it really didn't make much sense I had no idea what I was gonna say Oh it's sad when a friendship fails was warm as cold as ice But the will to live prevails So you get on with your life I can still hear the singing of the gondolier And the gypsy violin in the Paris metro I remember how you whispered to know love, you really got to learn to let go. Now here we're staying so far from touch. Silence across a great divide. I guess we let go a little too much. Just our fingers point to the other side. I remember how we lay. I, Carly, loved it. I'm telling you, I need to keep this around my office so I can feel better all the time. <laughs> or you might accidentally hit. Oh, I like that. That button. Oh, or... I like that. I've hit this one when I meant to hit the clappy button and well, really embarrassed. Yeah. Really bad music comes in. <laughs> um... Uh, so this piece of music, uh, I can tell you, I would have trouble with this piece of music in my catalog, um, largely because of uh, it being so in in dire need of a montage scene. It to me, it's so pared down, it's so intimate, and it's so. Um, I mean, that, in my estimation, that's where it, it, it really cries out to be used, as opposed to background at a bar, background right. in a car, background uh, in a club, um, it, it, you know, especially because it's such a heartfelt lyric. Um, it almost felt like there was a bit too much story in the detail as well. The, a couple times I thought, ooh, that might kill Because I instantly went to montage thinking. Yes. And then I heard some stuff that sounded like it was his story about their relationship. It was. And it wouldn't be general enough, which leads me to a question I was going to ask you later. We see a little less emphasis these days on people requesting universal lyrics um, okay. when they're running listings with us. And especially supervisors uh, that run listings, like if we ask them, you know, would you like the, the lyrics to be kind of universal? They're right. oftentimes like, nah, it's going to be background source. I don't care. Right. Which kind of surprised me. But for, am I correct in thinking from a library perspective? What the hell? Something just like a spider just dropped out I from the that. ceiling. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from a library perspective, universal lyrics, I'm guessing, would be more important for you because you need to be able to pitch it everywhere. 
you know, it, this is a very difficult conversation. I mean, it, this last year, it was unbelievable how many times I would go to my catalog and have the perfect sound, the perfect vibe for a mm. track, and I couldn't pitch it because every one of these tracks was a relationship song. And I'm like, oh, man, dang, you know? And this last year, nobody wanted relationship songs. Nothing about if it was me and you or you and me or breakup or getting back together. It wasn't, it, that wasn't the case. Could it be like a familial or like we'll be friends forever kind of relationship or, or just romantic um, that they didn't want or you couldn't You know, use? when it got really specific and it was relationship, it was more like uh, mother, uh, daughter, father, son. Um, but that's where the, the sort of open lyrics can work. I mean, it's kind of funny. I just got... That being said, I just got a request for love songs, but uh, classic love songs, 70s were, were the reference. You know, it was uh, 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 like Elton John, Billy Joel, um, trying to think who else was in there, uh, Fleetwood Mac. Um, so uh, basically my record collection. 70s. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you're, you know uh, uh, your song, yeah. you know, um, which interesting fact, the word love is not in that song. But it's a love song. Loggins and Messina? No, uh, Elton. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, uh, your song. Um, it's a little bit funny. It's a little bit funny. Uh -huh. So it, it's interesting. And there's an example where it's a love song and the word love is not even used. It was the 70s. Everybody was stoned. He forgot that he was in love. Well, it's interesting. It just came from a different angle, you know. And this is something I've been trying to encourage some writers that you definitely know don't just write relationship songs i mean you know paul mccartney uh, the beatles were geniuses at writing about everything under the sun mm -hmm. you know it wasn't all about me and you um but so vague is is great but then again i do get these very specific requests so i almost don't want to just give a blanket right don't do this my biggest suggestion would be prolific be prolific write all sorts of things and pay attention to kind of what's going on in the world. This last year, um, there was a lot of requests for female empowerment. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the Me Too movement might have had something well, to do with that. Well, you know, it was it, a general it, vibe out there. You know, it's it's funny. I mean, even uh, the sports shows that are that are you know, it's this overcoming obstacles. It's this you know, uh, this is possible. You know, it it uh, the yes we cans of the world. You know, mm -hmm. we can accomplish this, that, and the other thing. Um, and a lot of people don't write those things. And so I've been trying to encourage people to do more of that, but not exclusively that. I don't right. want I don't want to give up on the relationship stuff because historically, I mean, Sinatra and everybody sang relationship songs. If I were a writer, I would sit down and make a list of topics and themes and just keep I highly that, recommend that. Keep that taped to my computer screen or something because uh, I know some folks that are intensely um, successful with music and TV commercials mm. and if you listen to their stuff you go okay you're talking about uh, empowerment we're gonna have a good time this is a great day it's that's a right. short list of topics that's right and just write everything within that list of topics now some people might say oh that's too formulaic 
Not really. It's well, giving, you know, it's giving you formulas. <laughs> formula works. I hate to say it, but yeah. this um, is also just giving you categories, not exact lyrics. You know, right? Well, if you if you start getting worried about formulaic music composing, then you might as well kind of forget about the business. I hate to say it from a standpoint. Look, art, commerce, right? Once you bring them together, things change. Until you bring them together, art can stay art. You can do whatever the heck you want that's that, that you consider to be art. Right. But if you want to make a buck with it, which that's my job, is to be able to share that with writers. Yeah. The minute you want to make a buck with it, now you got to pay attention to the marketplace. And you may go, oh, that's formulaic. But if that's what you're hearing, nine times out of 10, 99 out of 100, 999 out of 1,000 times when you turn on the television or watch a film, you may want to pay attention to it. I always say, and please, the jazz person who always sends me emails after I say this, I always say you can paint houses by day to earn your income, and you can paint portraits at night to satisfy your musical soul. Yes, I, I'm a huge advocate, because I know I do re, uh, work with people that are artists mm -hmm. in their own right. Right. And my conversation with them is, is keep that here, and then if you want to be monetizing music, then it's like um, it's like an actor, you know. You got De Niro, taxi driver. One time he's taxi driver, then then he's a uh, uh, raging bull, then he's whatever the heck else he is, you know. I mean, then he's the the the, he's the meet, Fockers. You know? I was gonna say meet so, the Fockers. So you he know, never thought his career would go that direction. And that's the kind of writing I'm trying to encourage a lot of people to do. Now, look, some people are are just singer songwriters. I you know don't do hip hop. Mm -hmm. You know, there's people that do hip hop. Don't do singer-songwriter. I mean, this is where you're at. Stay there. Know you know what you do well. You know, the other thing I, I do notice with people is when they're doing what they love, that's the best stuff. Yeah. That's the it stuff shows. that it really shows up. And that's the stuff that gets placed. Let's listen to the next one, which is called When I Wake Up.
you are funny. <laughs> I want him to feel loved. I, I, I get it. I get it. That song I thought was fantastic. Um, By the way, if you want to sign something you hear in the show today, okay. we, we can have them email Bria and she can... Please, please. That, that, that track, um, it built in a very nice organic way. Um, it, it wrestled the, the relationship thing along with this sort of inner struggle, you know, which is... Uh, a nice sort of great vocal, uh, great production. Felt kind of cinematic to me. Yeah, uh, promo departments would love yeah. a track like that. So there you go. So email taxitv at taxi.com and send it to send Bria your information and we will hook you up with Bob. Assuming that you are not already signed with another publisher <laughs> and that you haven't checked the boxes for... Um, CD Baby and... Uh, and TuneCore, yeah. yeah. But uh, nonetheless, nice song. Very nice song. Great job. Yeah. Uh, okay, the next one up is Where I Know You. Watch me as I sleep I feel you in my dreams That time you almost crashed the car The way you held me to your heart And I could see it all right there The whole of you But nothing left to become And nothing left to see I just want to hold you there the whole of you And keep you where it's quiet And keep you where I know you Where I know you, I know you, I do So we drove all day Till we became a different state And when we finally found the grave I saw your father on your face And I could see it all right there The whole of you And nothing left to become And nothing left to see I just want to hold you there the whole of you And keep you where it's quiet And keep you where I know you Where I know you Ooh. That's a hard one. I really like that song. I don't know if I could do anything with it. Um, was it the, the tone and the vibe that you loved in the lyric that love, was problematic? Well, for my placement standpoint, probably the lyric would be the problem. Um, great song. Really, really great song. Love the vocals. Love the production. Um, this is one of those ones where I, I and this happens to me with, with taxi listings, yeah. where I'll sit with something and I'm, I'll listen to it a dozen times and just rack my brain. Where would I get this placed um it's a pretty specific lyric 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, part about the father or something. Um, yeah, you know, um, and some of these, truthfully, uh, it really helps me to see the lyrics because sometimes I, I think I'm hearing one thing and I'm, I may be hearing another. I actually thought about having people submit lyric show, lyrics for the show today, but then I thought about the time element and decided against it. So yeah, that, it's hard. that's on me. It, no, 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 it's, it's hard. And, and, you know, this is where um, just letting you cats know that, that do know me and whatever, you know, when, when things get submitted and it takes me a minute to get back to people, this is why because I will sit there and just painstakingly go, oh my God, where will this live? Where will this live? And I rack through shows that, that uh, uh, may be coming back this season, may not be coming back this season. Films, different scenarios, and just things that you've seen over the years, and you try and go, where have I seen something like this? This particular one, um, I'm kind of at a loss. I'm torn. I, I, I totally get it. We've done some... Uh a taxi uh, staff listening session, like, you mm-hmm. know, Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock, and we bust out a six-pack of beer, and we hang out here in my office. Oh, I don't want to work here. Yeah, <laughs> and we listen to my, uh, and we listen on my NS10s, and and sometimes the staff members will bring in really great music that their heart is just totally into that song, sure. and they're so proud that they found it, and they love it, and I'm sitting the whole time thinking, they're going to hate my guts, but I'm going to say, not good for sync. Because it's usually because of the lyric. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, from a, a librarian standpoint, you know these 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 beautiful, very you know heartfelt songs. The placement for them. How do I say this? Those montage scenes, those scenes where it's so focused, and the music can actually shine. No, the music is telling the story that the script doesn't because there's no dialogue. Exactly. Yeah. Those those scenes happen, but they're fewer and further between. Yeah, than, five years ago, they, every show had a montage. And, well, five yeah. years ago, they were paying the big money for those scenes right. and not coming to the me's of the world. These days, they will come to me, but they're just not as... Because the dollars are shrinking. Yeah. You know, they don't want to spend, you know... 50k on a a, a well-known something or other you yeah. know um, these budgets are getting squeezed left Good name and right for a band the well-known something or other the, <laughs> let's start take a note band. of that take, okay <laughs> okay so yeah this is one of those cases where um god the production was fantastic i love the vocal sound i loved uh, uh i loved the song i thought it was great i just ugh, i don't know the question i will get from people is so during the show, Bob loved that song, but just couldn't think of where, why wouldn't he sign it and try and deal with it later? And I'm going to answer this for him because I know what a spectacularly good person he is and business person. is. He won't sign something unless he thinks he can make that person money. He doesn't want to take them off the market from other opportunities That's right. if he doesn't feel that he can help them. That's right. I, I've actually gotten a phone call from him where he said, I got something from you guys that's not right for our clients and our catalog, but I think it would work for this other guy's client list. Can I get his number from you so I can call him and turn him on to it? Yeah. Which I thought was super menschy of you. Well, you know, and I've done this where um, uh, there's been some people that should will stay unnamed, but, you know, I've got, you know, I've got like a, a fair amount of music from some people, and I'm like, you know, I love your music, 
but I think you should maybe, you know, this is where I think I'm, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's what I'm about. Now, I've talked to other publishers that are like, you're crazy. (laughs) You're crazy. You get somebody who's great, you hang on to them. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? I've got this great body of music. Can I, doesn't mean I can't get more from them, but I've tried to hook some of these guys up with other companies I've met on taxi panels. You know, on listening right. sessions, yeah, I'll pick up the phone or call you or go. Can I get this person's number because I think they might benefit from this? Absolutely. You know, and not not only that, but other publishers know clients that I don't know. Oh, that's an important point, and I do want to get back to listening to music quickly. But um, is it a fair statement to say that Not every library is right for you or music if you're a songwriter or a composer um, that you don't want to just get into a library. You want to get into the right library or libraries because I of think, their, their client list. Well, that's that's another thing. Uh, I highly encourage people, and my client list is spewing all across my website. Oh, you don't know who I am, though. That's but right. um, We're going to make them wear a paper bag with cutouts. There you go. But... Uh, Point being, whoever you're going to as a publisher or, you know, or or if Taxi forwards you and uh, that publisher reaches out, you want to figure out who their client list is. You want to see their client list. Mine's all over my website. At least the, the, and and most people have, you know, um, logos of shows and networks on their website these days. Yeah, the, the problem is, is we're not getting people to pay attention necessarily to it. So they're like, hey, can, you know, can you use X, Y, and Z? And I've I'm got like, the best calliope music ever. Right. Well, you know, I've done okay with calliope music. You know? <laughs> and some of those are taxi riders, let me tell you. Uh, I won't name names, but you know who you are. <laughs> calliope Bill. Yeah, I'm telling you. No, it's it's funny. Um, it, it, it's funny. It's uh, 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 There's a lot of publishers out there. Some, some are bigger in the trailer world. Some are bigger in the ad world. Some are bigger in the uh, film and TV space. Um, and you want to pay attention to that. And if you're writing trailer music, pay attention to who's getting you know promos and trailers. If you're you know, if you're writing uh, dare I say ukulele music, still getting requests for that. I, I hear it's going to go away. Um, I, I I I stopped signing that stuff a while back. I figured this is not going to last, but it keeps going. Yep. All right, let's move on to the next one, which is called Soren. I was stumbling, fumbling, I was caught in a rut Always trying, sometimes crying, had a half-empty cup Couldn't wait, stood up straight, lying in the sand No more coulda, shoulda been, it's time to take a higher stand Doing the things that I've been thinking of I spread my wings to rise above, to live the Oh 
I do love if that. If I could find another one, I'd buy it. Okay, <laughs> I love that. Well, so now that song, uh, uh, that song has potential because you know it's an uplifting lyric. It's mm-hmm. you know it's 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 the I can. It's the it's the uh, uh, things are going to be okay. I can do this. I'm going to be you know uh, yeah. rising above it all. I mean, I was I was talking to uh, some writers earlier this year, and I said, you know, it. My observation of what's kind of happening from a lyric request thing these days is it almost reminds me of the uh, uh, Roaring Twenties or the, after the Great Depression. Remember all those lyrics? Um, uh, sunny Side of the Street, uh, uh, Pennies from Heaven. The, the country had just come out of this really dark time, but all the lyrics were, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting thing. I've just seen this from the top of this year going forward, this desire for that again in a modern way, not not necessarily 20 sounding songs. That's because we have so much Twitter in our lives that we need to be lifted up. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's like um, that is a focus. It is a, it's an interesting focus. Um, and this song captures that. I, I could easily hear the song in a coming-of-age skewing youthful like a a film or a TV show like an after-school ABC after-school movie or something in Lifetime where it's a young lady who had problems with her stepdad that recently married her mom and there's some family friction and she's like it's broad enough that that would work yeah Yeah. i'm Mm -hmm. hey you know screw you right (laughs) i'm soaring baby sure or or an athlete that's you know that's finally gonna you know make it or i mean there's the track team yeah i mean uh uh hallmark a lifetime i mean you know this one i could rattle off a a a dozen places where so should we have this absolutely okay absolutely yay yeah, I mean, um, and reach that's out a, to Taxi TV at taxi.com and Bria will take care of it. I think that's a good example of kind of what I was talking about, lyrically, certainly. Good job on that. Okay, uh, again, make sure that you're not already signed to an exclusive or non exclusive deal or that you check the box. <laughs> you know, let's not waste Bob's time. Uh, okay, the next one is called Crystalline Dreams.
Thank you. That's another tough one. Um, when we do Cats 2, uh, this is very Broadway-esque. Very Broadway-esque. You know, I, and right away, my head went, it's like a female meatloaf. Mm. Remember Meatloaf and yeah, how he was very, that very dramatic and uh, very theatrical. Um, and the vocal was almost reminiscent of... Uh, I know exactly who you mean. I can't think of her name either. She had a... <sighs> Hit like the late seventies to the mid eighties. I cannot place it, but um, it Bonnie was Bonnie somebody. Mm, uh, I know what you mean there. Uh, um, no, uh, <laughs> See, we're such good friends that we uh, complete each other. <laughs> it's like being married. Um, no, you know this. That's a tough one. That's a real. T- that's a tough one. Um, I don't think I could do something with that one, um, even if it was a male vocal and it's, you know that the that sort of. At least in my world of clients, that's a that's a tough placement. You, you know? once said to me, um, "That's a once in a decade placement. I don't want to take it off the market for the writer." And, and it's that not, one, yeah, it's not this, fair. This could be in a scene where you know somebody's having a dream sequence or something, but it. it, it it's such a specific type of placement that you can wait a decade or more to find it. It's true, and I wrestle with that. And there are certain things that I go, "Oh my God!" You know, I know that this is going to come around. You know, but do, <laughs> I, do I do I take it off the market? Do I? You know, and if it's, you don't sign it, you'll get a request a week later. If you do sign it, you'll never get one. <laughs> it's true. And then the other thing I I just don't want is to have a writer, you know, in a month going well. Right. Did you get me a placement? Which leads me, um, you know what, I'm probably asking too many questions, but this is important stuff. So I know you guys want us to just burn through a bunch of songs, and I'll try and get us back on track, but there are too many good points. Um, what'd you just say? <laughs> oh, just getting a phone call You know, oh, a, a week or a month later, did you get me a placement? After, I actually after wrote that question down. How long after I sign will I get a placement? <laughs> well, you know, uh, <laughs> that is... That is, that is <laughs> If it were up to me, the next day. Of course. Um, because if you make a buck, guess what? I do too. Yep. Um, and that's why I only sign things that I think I can get placed. I mean, it's about us monetizing. That's yeah. what I, I'm supposed to do. Um, if I have a question mark in my head about monetization, can I monetize this? Then I, why would I sign it? It just, you know, I have to do metadata, I have to register the stuff, I have to go through all the processes to get the stuff up to the web, get it out to all the clients. It's it's a waste of my time and it's a waste of your music if it's just going to sit there. So um, as far as placements, how fast? I mean, I've had some people and I sign them in the next week I'm getting placements. Um, sometimes writers will hit me and it's right before something, op- a door opens. Mm. It'll be... Um, uh, uh, gypsy jazz, or it'll be something that's just you know, and you go, well, you know, there's a marketplace for that, and then sure enough, you the next week, wow. boom, 
And then the cats are just getting a ton of placements. And they're going, oh, well, uh, you know, or... Uh, uh, He's, he owns the greatest library ever. Right. Or all of a sudden, you know, uh, and this happens where, um, you know, a show is totally geared and all they want is 90s hip-hop. Yeah. Not 80s, not 2000s, 90s. And, you know, the cats that were doing that and are doing that, Ching, ching, I know exactly ching, who you're ching, about. ching, and you know it's it's a win-win. It's fantastic. Um, how long? It just it God, it just depends. It depends. I mean, when when True Blood was on, and and uh, you know uh, Justified was on, they were all on it right around the same time. If you were doing that that sort of uh, blues, and rock, uh, blues rock, that sort of you know BMRC, you know Black Keys, what? Right. It was just printing money. Yeah, you know, um, those shows after eight seasons go away. I, 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 oh no, you know, it's like Dexter. I mean, Dexter when that show was running, I mean, my Latin music was flying out the door. I love that show. Yeah, great show. Eight seasons. I mean, we were doing fantastic business with. I mean, you know, all these shows that we've been, you know, The Wire, The Shield. I mean, all, it's been fantastic. You know, uh, so when those rear their heads and I've got that body of music right at the right time. It's fantastic for the writers. Um, there are certain things I also gauge because I know something's coming back. Mm -hmm. So what I try and do is when that season's winding down, I'm going, okay, well, I'm not build, waiting until build next the year. Stash. Yeah, well, because what happens is, I don't know if uh, a lot of people are aware of it, but with you know the Netflix of the world and, and what's going on with that, it's not like you're pitching music per episode. Now it's... It's the entire season. Yeah. You're pitching an entire season. I mean, it's insane. And the seasons are shorter. You know, they're, Thankfully. They're, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because the amount of music that, you know, you, you'll get a request from a show. Oh, there's five main characters, five solid settings. You know, there will be, a, a, let's just say, a bar uh, where this goes on. There's a, a club where this goes on. Semi... 20 pieces of music that fit any one of those five scenarios. So next thing you know, you're, you're putting a pitch of 100, 150 tracks together, right? And for all these scenarios, and it's in one fell swoop. And then when you, you're getting more and more of these shows that are, are doing that, yeah. next thing you know, now I've got this show I've got to pitch 150 tracks to. I've got this show I've got to pitch 150 tracks to. I've got this show i got... It's daunting. It's wow. daunting. And, you know, you just don't know. Uh, you may have the perfect music from, from you guys, but um, you, you don't know. You don't know. Could be uh, a week. It could be a month. Or it could be never. Could be, it could be never. Um, I think a lot of people, sadly, it break, it's heartbreaking for people. I finally signed a deal with a publisher. And then, you know, they, I sure. really feel their, their, their stress and they're sitting there like looking at their their phone every three minutes you know yeah. after mm -hmm. they sign and right you just gotta as the sticker says over there write submit forget repeat crank it out baby because you want as much music in as many places as you can possibly get it okay next one up is called burning down the house <laughs> I'm on the phone 
my life with nowhere to go Somebody go and grab the towel, I'm ready to throw Oh, oh, every news in the city They ain't showing me no pity, no But they keep them cameras rolling, uh I can't wait to hear. I know I wouldn't be able to do anything with that track. Um, that being said, I mean, you know, I always hear something. Mm -hmm. um, I did like the vocals. Um, I like the timbre of the vocals. But to me, the track, at least as far as me pitching it out there, um, I don't. This is where I. This is where I would pick up the phone to the writer, and I would go, "What were you thinking?" <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it's just because sometimes writers, they have nothing in mind when they start something. They just start and create. And I think that, a lot of people don't even understand the genre of TV music or film music well enough to judge their own material in that context. Well, this, uh, you know, uh, at first I was going, okay, it's kind of. I, I I couldn't quite place it, and then it went kind of into this hip hop space. Um, it, but it wasn't rap rock, but it wasn't. Uh, it started out like Hendrix. Well, Hendrix or or yeah, uh, 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 Lenny Kravitz mm -hmm. came to mind. I mean, uh, uh, and I liked the, the timbre of the vocals. The mix, I, a lot of problems with the mix as far they're, as I'm concerned. Very muted on the top end, um, but. You know, uh, it if if I call up a writer and I go, "What were you thinking?" and they go, "Oh, I was thinking boom," and they rattle a band name or five band names back to me, yeah, and I go, "Oh, that's one thing." But if they come back to me and go, "Well, I don't know. What do you think it is?" <laughs> that's when I go, "Okay, if I can't figure it out, and I listen to a lot of music, All right?" Um, then most likely my end user, my, my clients, aren't going to know. And they're traveling at the speed of light when they're listening, auditioning. Stuff oh, my God, yeah. Well, they're literally listening to a few seconds. No, no, no. That it, it is true. Um, they will not give it the right. length of listening that I'm giving it. But um, And also the thing is, is you know, I have to uh, think about what's going to be the request that this will be the placement for. If... 
if the whole song stayed like the beginning and didn't have the crying baby, which you never put sound effects. Oh, yeah. I mean, thank you. I, yeah. meant to, I meant to mention no, that. No rain, no thunderclaps, no crying babies, no car crashes. Foley's but, pretty much a, uh, a faux pas in, in yeah, the because placement it was, thing. It, it caught the attention of a lot of people in the chat room. It caught our Get attention. It? Yeah. yeah. It, so it, it makes it unusable. But it, just from a musical standpoint, the first like 30 seconds, it sounded Hendrix-esque. If the mix mm -hmm. were better and there were more top end on it, I, I would reach out to that writer and say, give me a whole song like that so that if somebody's got like a, a 70s uh TV show and you know people are hanging out smoking weed with fluorescent lights on their posters and you need something that people go is that him no it's not but it's not. you know you know right. that would cut it well and Hendrix is not an easy uh, license so <laughs> right. uh, they're always looking for Hendrix so um, it had the vibe vocally he he had the, that kind the of the timbre like, was there yeah yeah the timbre was there I mean and, and the attitude and actually you know the the section where it went to more of the rap thing I would say well go there but right. this came across to me just a little confused yeah it was it was kind of too many it was like a mashup or something i wonder if anybody's done a hendrix rap thing because that would be a cool combo well it's funny i was just having a conversation with a writer earlier today about you know uh well maybe i shouldn't even say it but uh, remember the band war yeah doing grooves like that with rap over it but i haven't heard a lot of it out there or much of, of it at all um, so then my job is to figure out, even if it was the coolest thing since, you know, whatever, yeah. where will I get it placed? So once again, I'll be like, oh my God, this is killer. Right. What where am I going to get it placed? I get it. All right. Next one up is called So I Go. I like that title. That's all I gotta say Pulling up in the drip Ain't no engine in the bay uh, I think about it I'm just walking on my way Freelancing on this work For these who can't pay uh, uh, Dropping loose on every avenue and bay Checking my fresh Get it popping every day Carrying my weight Take it on I get paid My team eat Wash it down with these spades Flip the verse Wrap it and rehearse The crowd hypes On my craft I immerse A new life But I revert once upon a time when this hobby wasn't worth uh -uh. The artwork helped me triple my worth And now I network in person Me and the money we flirt All alone and alert Off the radar I skirt Set these ultra beams Lights got me moving in burst Now I can pop up anywhere I can keep it on the road Got a little change up in my pocket But I want some more So I go So I go And I'm swinging to the left Swinging, swinging to the right Gotta make this thing jump Pop these bottles on Love that line. Excuse the hell up out of me. That was a cool track. Um, that was a cool track. Uh, and uh, again, once I'm listening to these lyrics, going, "Okay, where am you know?" But I liked it. I liked it. I'm, I'm trying to think. You know, um, 
God, there's such a need for hip hop out there. Um, it is probably one of the hip hop and EDM are the two most requested genres that we get in from libraries. I'm guessing hip hop's number one. Uh, I would have to sit down and do the math on it, but probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we are seeing more variations, you know, 90s hip-hop versus current stuff or West Coast, East Coast. We're seeing a little more variation, but hip-hop, man, everybody wants it. Everybody wants it. Well, the, it's mainstream. I yeah. mean, you know, and hip-hop is pop anymore. I mean, I'm starting to see the lines get blurred like crazy. Um, you know, is it hip-hop? Is it rap? Is it, you know, pop? Is it, you know, I mean, really, it's just... Yep. And this is where it gets really daunting and we just finished an upload of music where you know you're sitting there trying to categorize all this stuff mm. and it it it's interesting i mean some of these artists i mean where do they sit where's you know ariana grande you know cardi b where you know it's like i mean cardi b's pop i mean but she's hip-hop but she's r&b but she's i mean you know it's like ah but uh no, this track I thought had a great vibe. I thought the production was fantastic. Um, Somebody in the chat room said they heard a Tupac sample in there. Bad news. Bad uh, news. I, I don't know if they're right about that or not. W would you like this person to connect with Bria and get it to you? Absolutely, and, 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 let, and let them know if there's any samples. Yeah, if if there is a Tupac thing in there, don't bother sending it to Bria. Um, that would be correct. Yeah. But <laughs> okay. we'll, it can't come my way. Because, you know... Uh, Make your own samples. Make your own samples. Samples are great, but make your own. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's a lawsuit waiting All to happen. All that stuff you've got in your catalog that you thought sucked 10 years ago, make samples out of that. You know, it works, actually. Yeah. You know, I go back. I go back. And when I think about, you know, when I was, you know, writing and producing hip-hop, you know, in the 90s, that stuff is viable all over again. It's crazy. Thank God people are digging the 90s hip-hop again. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, next one is called Keep On Believing, a positive lyric theme. Show 
I do great business with 80s rock. What can I say? Um, this and keep on believing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. The thing I would say, though, is, is this mix needs some love. Um, Does the vocal need a little love? The vocal needs a little love. The vocal needs some tuning. Um, you know, I mean, that's me. I'm, I'm kind of particular with that stuff. So should I tell this? Well, I, I heard it that way, too. I mean, it, it sounded like a good demo, not quite a record yet. Um, yeah. The I guitar mean, parts were cool. The, the mm -hmm. vibe was cool. The lyric was cool. The attitude, everything about oh. it. But those two things were the, the strikes for me. Was The vocal delivery wasn't as anthemic as the track would like it to be kind of well it sounded like the vocal was recorded like in a bedroom or yeah. something uh and and i think if the guitars if the vocal was quieter or how do i say this if the vocal was down like a, a db maybe db and a half to the track mm -hmm. now it's a rock track as opposed to this vocal it, that's why it sounds like a demo is because the right. vocal's so up front Good in front of the uh, the, the track band, itself, yeah. yeah, and those tracks, Journey and White Snake and all those cats. I mean, those those guitars were loud, yeah, you know, in your face. Um, but I think the song had a lot of merit. And in Journey's case, Steve Perry had such a powerful voice; you could put his his fader almost all the way down to that's the armrest, and you'd still hear it. It's true, but that's a kind of a, a track that you know, and you know, uh, uh, or certainly your screeners know. I've been looking for those kinds of things, so I do business with that stuff. So should I have this person? Well, um, if he wants to tweak on his his track a little bit based on what we just said, tweak the mix, bring the vocal back a little bit, maybe tune it a little bit, or uh, resing it, or yeah. Yeah, but I give think... it some love. But the thing is, you can't do that and get it to us like six weeks from now. You need to get busy on this after the show is over today, and then email um, Bria at taxitv at taxi .com before this week is over and say, "Here you go. I, I, you know, I redid it. Please get this to Bob." You know, another thing too is I encourage people to pull up uh, songs that are in the same genre. Mm -hmm. You know, and listen to those mixes. You know, I do this with hip hop. I do this with uh, absolutely. You know, with any genre. It's like there's software you know, that lets you do these side by side. Comparisons. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't always buy it, but yes, it is. It is crazy. I mean, if if you don't have years of ears, right? That's true. Um, that's the software true. may be of some value. It, it, you know, obviously, if you've spent enough time sitting behind a console, you can listen. You don't really need the software to tell you. No, it's true. And but you know, pull up some of those bands that that you know you you were listening to that vibed you into this sound, and 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 then put your track up against it and go, why is mine better or not as good, or what yeah. is it about it that? And then listen to them at super low levels and see what pops out from theirs. Is it mainly like the the guitar and the vocal? And there's at a very low level, and it does yours match it that way? Um, yeah, That's a really good uh, piece of advice. That's uh, listen to your mixes event, well, at various levels, mm -hmm. but you do want to listen at a quiet level. A lot of people don't do that. Because chances are it's going to be source. It could very well be source. source. Yeah. And if that cowbell is going kink, 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 kink through the track, um, it's going to fight dialogue. Yeah. And they won't, put, they won't put it in. There will be some producer going, what is that? What is that sound? Or it, or it could be Bob doing can can right. really bad imitation. <laughs> or, of thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> or some other wacky instrument. You know, um, it, it's it's kind of funny. You know, a, a synth. A, there are certain things that just need to be dialed down a little bit. Um, but yeah, 
It's okay. it's good to A B some mixes. All right, next one's called Let It Rain. So that was for me a case of a great, great song, great singer, um, and then the production just unfortunately killed it for me. Um, bad drum machine. Sorry, guys. Um, it's just how I hear it. And, I mean, and right after we talked about turning down the volume, if you turn down the volume, Bria, can you play this one again, please? Watch this. Fast forward about 20 seconds, please. I don't know if you guys can even hear this. Actually sounds better at low volume than I thought it would. You know, the... the I thought it was going to be that drum. Yeah, you know, it wasn't... For me, it wasn't so much of uh, the volume thing. It was just the actual the drum programming, the drum sounds. Yeah, um, and it felt a little klutzy. It was it was like a just not well produced. I'm sorry to say it just was the, the sounds and the parts. The song was great. The song was great, and I wasn't a fan of. Uh, uh, I liked the piano part. I would have used a different piano sample. Uh, I liked the string part. I would have used a different string sample, um, and those drums were didn't help the flow but the girl can whoever this is the girl mm -hmm. can sing and i did like the song um it's just a matter of producing that track to really bring that out and she she sang great over what i heard that's one of those places where i just go ah i don't want to give anything away but i want to tease this a little bit we have somebody that says yes i would love to come to the taxi convention this coming November, uh, do you know the dates off the top? It was like the 8th? The what? 7th. November 7th through the 10th uh, in Los Angeles. And I was on the phone the other day with somebody, because we were talking about the keyboard part, somebody who played one of the most iconic keyboard parts we've all ever heard. Instantly you know the song. 
he's a taxi member and he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And the other day he said to me, yeah, I'd love to be involved in your convention. So I'm not going to tell you who it is. I'll tell you it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Anxious to hear. Yeah. I hope, it, you know, sometimes when it's this far in advance, things change, you know, like a tour date could be You're reminding me. I need to reach out to uh, who we were talking about and see if I can maneuver uh, for this. Oh, group. that's yes. right. Yes. Right. Oh, and I do have a list of previous people, too, which I'm oh, sitting on my desk where good, good, they good. will impress him. They're all his friends. Good, 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 good. Um, okay, uh, let's listen to one more, and then we'll do some Q&A stuff. Um, go to number 13. Not because I know it, but because the person had a really fascinating name. like a giant global hit that's had like 15 billion plays on YouTube. Yeah, the first thing I thought of was children's. Yeah. Uh, do you know the name? Baby Shark. Baby Shark, mm. which I've decided rather than Lori Laughlin or any of the people involved in the college cheating scandal going to prison, they should just put them in a room and make them <laughs> listen to Baby Shark for like 15 years. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> well, you know, this would be an uh, instance where I don't get a lot of placements with this stuff. Um, uh, but I, I, I liked I, The song was fun. The song I, was I had fun. not heard it. I literally picked, I told Bria to go to number 13. I'd love to know it, what the accent was I was hearing. Because the member's name was so unusual, I thought, well, the music's got to be unusual, and it was. So, uh, yeah, I I wouldn't know. Um, but the, mi the, the mix was good. The Gotcha. The mix was good. It, you know, uh, it was it was cute. It was it was fun. It was just, I, I wouldn't know what to do with it. In in Not my catalog, I, I wouldn't know what to do with it either, other than like a Saturday morning kids show would yeah. would be the place I would think. But then again, because of that accent, I'm going. Does it need to be uh, European or does it need to be? I, I couldn't quite place what I was hearing. Not sure. Um, I'm going to answer a couple of really quick questions, and then we're going to take some from you guys. So start pumping them out to Bria in the chat room. Um, I saw that somebody earlier said. Um, can you address four words that seem to go in the ether? And I've got to tell you, we had a member the other day, the guys had like, I want to say like 
a couple hundred forwards mm. over a period of like four or five years or something. And I listened to some of his stuff and it's all high quality stuff. And he's not heard back from one entity that we forwarded him to. That's bad. It is bad. And I mean, you know, sometimes people say, does Taxi really forward this music, which is easy to know that we do because there's so many members on our forum that are talking about the deals they got and placements they got. So clearly the music is getting forwarded and we would not pick one person and go, well, let's tell them 250 times this music was forwarded sure. and not send it to anybody. Sure. And Bob gets music from us all the time, so he can testify that it does get forwarded. They forward so, music. Yes. So I listened to some of the guy's stuff and I actually figured it out. Most of what he, can you do the air conditioning again? All of a sudden it got like five degrees warmer. Um, it, it's most of the time he was submitting, not most, a lot of his stuff was drones, instrumental okay. drones, of which there are just a lot of them out there. Even though we get requests for them, um, we also get like, you know, 500 submissions of drones and we find a lot of them that are good enough that we should forward them and we do. And it's probably a little daunting to the recipient of, couple hundred drones um let me tell you something sitting and listening to a couple hundred drones <laughs> and in a, that that is daunting and and i scratch my head and i go how do these people you know write this stuff day after day after day after day i mean it's, it's yeah it's daunting but there is a market for it and i have those clients absolutely um gosh uh Vice, the, their network, Huge. Viceland, they Huge. can use drones all day long yeah you know they're they're the thing that I love about Vice is they're they're not they like things that are really unique. Oh, absolutely! They're changing the way people use music and TV. I mean, we just had another request the other day. I was like, "Oh my god!" It was so it was so cool and off the beaten path. And you really have to scratch your head and go, "What, what you know? What ethnicity?" is involved with that drone. Try and write a brief asking for that. Yeah. I've got my wife trained now. She will sit there and hear music in a movie. We'll be in a movie theater. Right. So we try and go like once a week to see a movie. And she'll go, how could you write a listing for that? Yeah. Uh, sometimes, yeah. you know, what do you do? Just put a brief out there that says we're looking for really unusual music. Well, a thousand people are going to have a thousand variations of what unusual music is. Well, luckily... Um, Vice is such, and the, the people that I deal with there are fantastic. You know, I'll get links. Yeah, I'll get YouTube example. links because yes, you're right. Um, you, I, I get these. You know, you wouldn't believe what I see. Someday, you know what? That would actually be an interesting something. Yeah, is to have a conversation about what I see from a request standpoint. Do you got rock music? That's Let's a real request. Start saving those up. Maybe we'll do an hour on the stage. It would the blow road. your mind. And then what would and blow your minds, because then you see what I get to look at, and then I have to figure out, out of this body of music that I represent, you know, where does this fit? Yeah. I have to look at the demographic of the person that's asking. Do you got any rock music? Okay, well, rock. Right. How you old are they? Are they male or female? What exactly. shows do they work on? Exactly. What decades do that show? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, because sometimes you've got I, to dig you, deep. Sometimes you don't even get the, the name of the show. Yeah. You have to go into IMDb and look at what they're working it's, on and try and divine an answer. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's kind of that would be an interesting conversation. I think we should do that. Bria, can you please write that down so that I don't forget to talk to Bob about this at a later point? Um 
Let's see. So that was one thing. There, there are just a million reasons why you get forward and you don't hear back. Maybe they heard something very quickly in their listening process and they went, that's it. That's all I need. And they don't have to listen to the other 50 things. Uh, much of it, I believe, is because a library, for instance, will run a listing. They're looking to build a, a compilation or a, a CD, as it were, a collection, an album um, of a certain type of music. Maybe it's Halloween stuff. Uh, or maybe it's romantic singer-songwriter, whatever it is, and they create a folder on their desktop in many cases, and they start listening to stuff from Taxi and other sources as well, most likely, uh, and they start dragging stuff into that folder. This is good enough, this is good enough, this could work, and they put it in the folder, and then a bunch of emergency things come in that distracts them from that project, and that thing is not an emergency, so the folder sits there for six months until they really need what's in there. Yeah, I have to. I have to be honest. I mean, I, I try and get back to everybody. I mean, I really do but try you're, and respond. You're a freak. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, but you, you are a unique person. But I'm a regard. I'm a writer producer myself, and I know what it's like to be on the other side of that right. that that pitch. So I never wanted to be the guy that didn't get back to people. But yes, I mean, I will get some great music in, and know I need to deal with it. Yeah. But you, you're right. Then five fires happen. You've got to put them out. You know, uh, oh, I already registered this with ASCAPs. So now we have to do a letter of direction. Or, oh, you know, uh, oh, you wouldn't believe. you went, So, uh, or, oh, uh, we had one of these, what was it, last month? It was uh, two writers sent in a song with a title. Those same two writers had done the same title and... Uh, license it to another catalog. Thankfully, it was not the same song. It oh, just wow. happened to be the same title. But of course, when you go to register that song, BMI or ASCAP kicks it out. Then you got to go. So those are the kinds of things. Are you kind of following what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a different piece of music, same title, but it's the same two writers. So the flag goes up. Yeah. You have to unwind all that and go, no, 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 no. It's, you know, blah, blah, blah. That and you're dealing in huge numbers of songs and tracks, too. Well, so imagine and, a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of people say, well, why does a library get half the money? Because they put a lot of work into making sure that your music is, is usable. It's not just, is this a good piece of music? It goes, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Well, yeah. And the amount of work that goes into getting these placements can be as much, or because I'm, you know, I'm a writer-producer, I know how much time it takes and how much money it takes to make some of this stuff. Um, but it, it's daunting. It is absolutely daunting. Sadly, there have been times where I've been in bed with my laptop at 11 o'clock at night, and I'm checking my emails one more time before I go to bed, and I hear ding, and I look up, and it's Bob asking me a question, and I write back and say, isn't it pathetic that we're both sitting in bed, our wives are sleeping, and we're laptoping? It's because there's just too much work to do in a given eight-hour day. Well, not only that, but the new uh, MO is work's never done. I'll go in at midnight and just decide to check Wow. You know, check in, and there's some supervisor going, I need this by 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the East, you know, yeah. 9 a.m. is 6 a.m., you know, here. And so I'm like, it, I'm what, just going to do it now. What if it's the U.K. or Australia and they need it, you know, uh, beginning of business tomorrow? That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, when Early I, bird gets the worm. And when I was in Europe, I was up till 3 in the morning wow. because that was the, reverse. the morning here. Yeah. Yeah. And those people needed the music by noon, you know. So Crazy. it was like, uh, it's it's twenty four seven. 
All right, Bria is going to hand off some questions to me. I'll repeat them so that you can hear them clearly. And the first question is? Um, Bev Niven asks, do brands, uh, TV commercials, have any rhyme or reason genre-wise? It seems like ads like Walmart, Coke, etc. never have the same genre on their ads. Okay, so the question is, do brands that make TV commercials um, is there any rhyme or reason to the genres they pick? Uh, because Bev Niven says she never really sees the same genre repeated. Um, my experience anymore is is that there's a real desire for um, uh, unknown artists with huge social media um, followers. A bad song will get a placement before a good one if there's 10 million followers for that particular band. And is it because they want those followers to buy that product? That would be correct. So they're basically, uh, they're trolling for customers by using, there's a word for that, not attachment, but uh, yeah, you know. I mean, they're you, not gonna put a bad song. But, right. but my point is, is that... Uh, if this one is 15% better than that one, the one that's 15% less good, has, somebody's got 10 million views on YouTube, they're going to go with that one it's, because it's they, numbers. They get those people. It's numbers. Yeah. It's 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 a buck. It's, it's always social it's, proof or something like that. There there's a word for it. There's an actual word in advertising. Well, right. so when that band that's got the 10 million followers goes, we just got a placement on Coke. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. It's viral. Boom. Yeah. And they're going to sell a ton of those on iTunes. But there's also the tastemakers. There's always somebody out there that's going, oh, I'm going to find the new something or other, and you know. There's a lot of cooks in these kitchens. I mean, in my you know world of uh, film and TV, you know, I, I could pitch to Supervisor A. Supervisor A goes, "Yeah, I like it." Okay, now you got past hurdle one. Then it goes to the editor. Right. Yeah, I like it. Now it gets cut in with ten other pieces of music to the same scene, so that some producer yeah. can sit there and go, "This, this, this." Then this guy goes, "I like it." Then it goes to the next guy, and you got to get a room of consensus to get that one placement. I actually did the math with a friend of mine in New York who was vice president of a major ad agency for 17 years, their VP of music. He and I figured that the average piece of music goes through 16 approvals, 16 people's it approvals could. before it makes it to a commercial. It can. Yeah. Uh, next question, please. Um, Lamar Franklin asks, what music genres will become or remain hot within the next 12 to 15 months? All right. Lamar well, Franklin wants to know, what are the hot genres now and what will they be in the near future? Well, hip-hop is just probably the number one, and I don't think it's going anywhere. Um, EDM, I, I, I guess, I mean, I'm seeing uh, this, this sort of, you know, there's a lot of desire for this sort of dark, uh, Electropop, I kind of don't know what else to call it. Um, you know, future Mo bass. Moody is, indie pop. Moody indie pop. I mean, future bass is still kind of there. Um, tropical house is still kind of there. I mean, it just kind of depends. But the biggest genre out there, goodness gracious, is hip hop or or pop that's sort of just off to the left of the urban. Uh, there's a real. Uh, I'm seeing a lot more uh, desire for minimalist hip hop, mm -hmm. which is really. And I've talked to some amazing hip hop writers. It's a difficult thing to do because I'm talking like you got a kick and maybe a hi hat mm -hmm. and a vocal. 
And what about if they want an instrumental version? You don't have the vocal it's, to carry the it's melody. It's It gets even harder. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's really, really interesting. And that stuff is not easy to produce because, you know, I've talked to a few guys and they're like, well, yeah, but I just keep feeling like I need to add something. And it's like, well, yeah, but... Don't. <laughs> yeah, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, so that's... Uh, this minimalist hip-hop thing is kind of uh, going on. Uh, you know, I've been getting approached for... Uh, and a few of the writers are aware of this. The, you know, hip-hop is still happening. I can't mm -hmm. believe that. I we was just like, had one of those the other day? I was like, really? Interesting. Um, but yeah, there's a show that's just been clamoring for a ton of that from me um what's going to be coming that's a great question um i try and stay ahead of the curve um i like to be a year or two ahead of what's going to be coming down the pipe but it's getting harder and harder okay uh next question please bria um lauren disgiorgi asks uh is the market for instrumental music as hot as it once was yes Question, yes. question, just in case you guys couldn't hear Brie on the back of the microphone, is uh, Lauren DeGeorgie wants to know, is the market for instrumental as hot as it once was? And the answer it's, was yes. It, absolutely. It's, it's, I mean, because there's just more places than ever where people are needing music. I mean, it's just endless. Yeah. It, it's just endless. And, you know, I do a large bar, part of my business is vocal music, but it's, it's, you know, I mean, the my VH1, MTV, the, the Vice... Viceland, uh, I mean, the instrumental I remember music. some years ago I asked you if we could ever run any instrumental listings for you, and you said, nah, we just don't get that many. I've been doing them. I know. Now, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been but doing it, them again. I've watched it change with you over the years. Um, and, and somebody earlier asked, uh, are there more more deals, do more placements happen with instrumental than vocals? And my answer to that would be, Yes, because it's a numbers game, because the average uh, uh, reality show uses 75 to 100 cues. Oh, it's crazy. Well, uh, what was it? The, was it the Oscars? What was that most recent uh, uh, award show? That I think was it was two, the Oscars. The Oscars yeah. two weeks ago. I, I flipped on E just to see what was going on nonstop. My stuff was bam, bam, bam. Bam! I was like, "Yeah, okay, there you go, far out." And I had a lot of writers, you know, shoot me emails going, "Yeah, thanks." You know, I'm like, "Cool." So, yeah, that's a numbers game, and you're right. It's just, it's just wall to wall to wall to wall. The, right. the music didn't stop. Yeah, I mean, it didn't matter if they were going from scene to scene. Hey, or, it just TV didn't stop. Music is boring. Exactly. All right, a couple more questions, and then uh, we're gonna go have some dinner. Mmm. I'm hungry. Uh, next question, please. We answered all the the questions. Really, we were so. Oh, they wanted to know when you're talking about not registering. Did you mean PRO or copyright office? Uh, not registering. Uh, Things before they're signed. Oh well, if if something gets uh, if something gets registered before it gets signed, I mean. You, you do a letter of direction. I mean, it's it's not a big deal. But are it's you just, talking registering with the copyright office, or are you talking about registering either with the or, PRO? Either okay. or. Either one can be, you know, once you have an agreement between uh, a company and a writer, that agreement along with, you know, other documentation just goes off to the PROs if that's, if it's been registered or if it, if it was, you know, 
to the copyright office. It's 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 just one more thing that we have to do. I have this is anecdotal. It's not scientific, uh, but for years writers have been telling me, especially people who do instrumental music uh, that they then put into libraries and ends up going into largely reality television. They don't bother registering the stuff with the copyright office um, because they know that it's going to be re-registered and they, you know, have long-standing relationships with libraries. So they don't bother registering it. And people, other people, like, have been taught in a college class, never give up any publishing and register everything right away because people steal music. Mm -hmm. There have been so few cases I've actually seen over a 40-year career in the industry where music was actually pilfered, number one. And number two, so if the musicians aren't registering their copyrights with the copyright office, um, do libraries register with copyright with the copyright office on every single piece of music? I can only speak for us. Right. Um, everything has to be registered. Yeah. Uh, are there? Would you guess? Because I know you don't know the exact business practices of other libraries out there, but. Uh, I couldn't I, answer the question. I have feeling that there are some smaller libraries out there with um, people that are new to the business and they're doing this off their kitchen table and they're finding that they're, the amount of time it takes to pitch music doesn't give them the time to register the copyrights, and I, I fear that that's happening. I well, can't. that's a daunting thing to stay on top of that. The pitches. Uh, 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 registrations. Yeah. I mean, this is... <laughs> <laughs> you talk about the work that we do. It isn't like we get a piece of music and we just send it to somebody and it gets used. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. I know that uh, blows your mind, but it's it's a uh, it's uh, there's a, a a huge process that has to be gone through. Where the piece of music comes in, we have to okay it. We have to listen to it. Once we listen to it, we go, yeah. Then we go, let's let's talk to this person, see if they want to do the business deal that we offer. Then that person may try and you know go back and forth, and we go, no, this is really what we do. Are you comfortable with it or not? And they go, mm -hmm. yeah, well, let's do this. And then so you now you do a, an agreement. Was there another writer? Oh, I guess I have to talk to that other writer. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it kind of goes down this rabbit hole of a million phases. Thankfully, uh, a lot of the taxi riders have their P's and Q's together. That's because they watch taxi TV and they go to the road rally. Just saying. So, yeah. you know, when I have a, a guy who I, I go, okay, so here's my business model. And they go, I know. I've seen you at the taxi rally. I know what you do. Or I know X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D from taxi. They speak highly of you, blah, 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 blah. I know your business model. Let's go ahead and do this. You do it. They haven't already registered anything, so you don't have to undo anything. Nice. You know, we can just register the stuff, move along, click, click. We get the lyrics, we get the high res files, we get all the information we need wow. in 24 hours. That's when I can move. And that's the kind of person that you send a brief to uh, because they have their act together. So six weeks later, uh, if you get a brief in and you know that they do that type of music, you won't hesitate to send the brief directly to them. Do you have any of this? Because you know they won't jerk your chain in the process of getting the stuff back to you. Yeah. And you're not going to have to go through all kinds of machinations to get it right before you can send it to the ultimate end user. There are some fantastic writers that uh, we both know that uh, you know some of them are on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. A pitch needs to go in in the morning. It'll be in my inbox 6 a.m. Wow. And yeah, it's it's yeah. it's fantastic. 
I mean, it's fantastic. And that's how business can, can and, happen. And the other members see them on the forum and go, how do these guys, they, they're pets. They're, they're, they're special people. They've got special relationships. Well, you know what? They've earned those special relationships by having their business act together. Great music is a given. That's the, the, great music is the entrance fee. Having your business act together lets you stay in the room once you're there. Uh, it's sure, or at least understand the business and be able to have the conversation. I mean, I I get it. You know, do the art, and that's why I have a business is because I'm handling all this business that right. people don't want to deal with. And I don't believe me. I mean, I've you know got people handling stuff I don't want to deal with. You know, um, I like to stay on the creative side. I like to work with writers, talk with writers. I like to talk about mixes and talk about lyrics and dial things in and go, hey, this show's going this way. This show's going this way. Um, that's more fun for me when it gets into the uh, uh, the database stuff, the 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 minutia of. Uh, uh, <laughs> You know, is that a Koto? Is that a... Uh, a I happen to have them right there is that the a, uh, Is that a Dizzy Flute? Is that a whatever the heck it is? I mean, you know, it starts, it gets pretty deep, and all that stuff has to be put into a database. Um, we just added a new feature, which will be going live in a couple of weeks, and you'll understand this, year recorded is now going to be searchable on my website because of this desire. Hey, I need music. Don't send me anything that was recorded before or after... 1985, right. or I need uh, something recorded between 1990 and 1993, or I need something. So, all about the authenticity. All about the authenticity. So we're going back and looking at agreements and when things were registered, and we're looking at uh, dates recorded, um, trying to get all that data going, only to get more placements. All right, uh, we've got to wrap this up because, but I got to tell you one quick 30 second story that's kind of cute and funny is many years ago, um, I was looking to replace somebody in the staff that was getting ready to leave the company. I needed somebody that knew a lot about production music libraries and a lot about publishing. And somebody, I was on LinkedIn and saw the person who was leaving was linked up with uh, a woman named Amy. Uh, and I looked at Amy's resume and I thought, well, she'd be kind of perfect. Um, oh, but she's employed. But I called her up anyway and said, do you know anybody? Because you're clearly the right kind of person. Do you know anybody that would be good to work here? Or if you're looking to get out of your current situation, I've got a job here. And she said, well, I'm kind of married to the owner of the company. <laughs> it was your wife, Oh, that's Amy. funny. That's funny. <laughs> so that's I, funny. I, I knew Bob not very well yet, and I didn't know his wife. Oh, that's wife funny. I, I, don't, I don't think I knew that story. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Yep. I, I she almost, didn't jump ship, huh? <laughs> <laughs> she, She's true blue. She stayed with it. you. Too. I love it. That's yeah. fantastic. And I offered her more money. Oh, my God. <laughs> she should have anyway, taken it. <laughs> anyway. Thank you. Oh, I need the band back. Um, thank you so much for doing this. Of course. And thank you. I love this. Please don't bombard him. If you know who he is, please don't bombard him with a, a yeah. Bombard him. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> bombard me. We are his filter. The front end. Um Thank you all for submitting your music. Um, it takes a lot of courage to have it played on the air and judged. And thank you for that. We will see you guys next week. Uh, I think I've got, I'm doing this from memory, but I think um, Michael Lloyd, who has 100 gold and platinum records on his wall uh, and is at the Road Rally pretty much every year, um, he is going to do his first Taxi TV with us next week. So thank you, Bob Mayer. Of course, and, thank uh, you. Thanks, everybody. Thank you guys. 
see you next week for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live! <laughs>